Welcome back to the Par Bar Podcast. We are slowly but surely gaining up with our Fairhavens co-op here at the church in our lessons in church history. This is church history number 17, and we are stepping out of the toils of the Roman Empire for a moment to discuss something that is that was occurring in Armenia. This is not to be confused with uh, Christian Armenians who are so-called after Jacob Arminius, but Armenia, which in history became one of, if not one of the, if not the first Christian nation. So a country called Armenia, which became the first Christian nation in the fourth century. One of the most notable mountains in Armenia, you may know, is Mount Ararat, where Noah and the ark landed after the flood. So when the flood waters receded, Noah came out on dry ground on Mount Ararat. This mountain is in Armenia. Uh, Armenia was subjugated by Rome, became part of the Roman Empire, and remained on the border against the Persians. Armenia, uh, through history, has gone from Persian rule to Ar- uh, Roman rule, back and forth, back and forth between these two empires. In the year 226, the Sassanids, uh, A.D., the Sassanids became the rulers of Armenia, and they are the ones who set the stage for uh, for Christianity, for the faith to take over the nation. The Sassanids were rulers in Persia, and Armenia needed Rome's help to kick these Persian rulers out of their country. Persia invaded uh, tr- uh, from, Ar- from Armenia, the Sassanids invaded the Roman Empire, trying to take the city of Antioch. Antioch, if you remember, is where the Christians were first called Christians. But the Persians ended up conquering Antioch and burned most of it to the ground before uh, the Roman soldiers could arrive to help. And among the prisoners that were taken captive out of Antioch was one man named, uh, one Christian named Bishop Demetrianus. So Christians were taken captive uh, by the Persians out of Antioch and brought back east. At this time, the emperor of Rome was Valerian. Uh, he did not get to Antioch in time to fight the Persians. And this is how, this is the beginning, laying the stage for Armenia becoming a Christian nation. The king of Armenia was Khosrov I. He fought the Persians and he won against them numerous times. And the Persian emperor Shapur tried to have Khosrov assassinated and he held court and he made it known that whoever, this is uh, Emperor Shapur, the Persian, whoever killed Khosrov I would be second in command of the Persian Empire, you know, subjugated only to the emperor himself. A man named Anak took up the challenge, and he moved his whole family from Persia to Armenia, and they were acting uh, as shepherds uh, outside the city, outside of the capital city in Armenia. Anak was actually a distant relative of King Khosrov, and when this was found out, Khosrov brought Anak into his courtroom uh, to be a counselor, to uh, be a member of his court, and to help him talk about how they all might attack and repel the Persians. Anak had his brother with him, and they and one day, after earning trust, and you know we're family, and we we've uh, 
left the Persians and come to join you. And one day, they said to King Khosrov, can we talk to you privately over here? And Khosrov sent his servants out, and when they were all alone, Anak and his brother stabbed King Khosrov with swords, and they ran away. When the servants and soldiers came to their king, he ordered them, before he died, to kill Anak's family for what he had done. Uh, that was the last order before he died. And they did this. They killed all of his family but one son who escaped to the Roman Empire and changed his name to Gregory. Armenia was now without a king, and the Persian emperor Shapur immediately sent his armies into Armenia to take the nation. Shapur wanted to end Khosrau's family line, and so he began to execute them all, but one son managed to escape. His name was Tiridates, and he fled to Rome as well, and he found safety with a man named Licinius. Licinius, if you remember, was one of Constantine's rivals. So Licinius was a rival for the emperor of Rome, for the Roman Empire against Constantine, and Tiridates, the son of the king of Armenia, found refuge with Licinius, the very same Licinius who challenged Constantine. It's interesting how all these things tie together, isn't it? Anak's son, who escaped and changed his name to Gregory, was raised as a Christian, learning the Bible and loving God. When he grew up, uh, Gregory learned that his father Anak had killed Tiridates' father, Khosrov. So, uh, Anak, I'm sorry, Gregory went to Tiridates. Remember, they're both in the Roman Empire, the eastern portion of the Roman Empire. And he said that he would serve him, the exiled king. So he knew who Tiridates was, and he says, hey, I'm from Armenia. I want to serve you. You are the rightful king. And Tiridates was a large bear of a man. Um, he, went to he went to war uh, to fight alongside Licinius, and it said that in one battle with the Goths, one night they ran out of hay for their horses. And so Tiridates, by himself, climbed the city wall uh, of the Goths and threw bundles of hay over the wall until all the horses of Licinius' army had enough. Um, if you've ever baled hay, you know the strength that it would be needed to do such a thing. On the day of battle, the leader of the Goths challenged Licinius to a duel to decide the battle instead of, um, like David and Goliath situation, right? Instead of all of these men um, losing their lives in this battle, let's settle it man to man. Send out your champion, we'll send out our champion, and whoever wins, the, that side wins the battle. And like Licinius sent out Tiridantes, and he easily defeated the king of the Goths. Tiridantes was a beast of a man. Licinius then gave Tiridates an army of soldiers uh, to govern, to, to be the general of, all on his own. So he took a portion of the Roman army, and he says, Tiridates, to reward you, I want to give you these men to be in charge of. And immediately, he decided to take them to Armenia to drive out the Persians and reclaim the throne of his father, Khosrov. And guess who went with Tiridates? Gregory the Christian. So Gregory was with Tiridates this whole time. Tiridates wanted to worship the goddess Anahit once he made it back to Armenia and to the palace, and he ordered his servant Gregory to go to her temple and offer sacrifices. Gregory, being the Christian, said no. 
He would serve the king in all ways, but he would not serve the king in dishonoring his God, that is, the one true God in the Lord Jesus Christ. Tiridates threatened him with prison and torture, and yet Gregory still refused, saying that he would continue to serve Christ and would consider death just a way to move closer to Jesus. So that is courage of faith right there. And he told Tiridates, this is what he said, such gods like Anahit do not really exist, and your mind is deranged if you worship them. Uh, I think we need more people to speak to our leaders this way. <laughs> Tiridates was, of course, enraged, and he had Gregory tortured week after week. So all week long, um, repeatedly, week after week, he would have Gregory tortured. And at the end of each week, he offered him a chance to change his mind. And after each torture, Gregory kept the faith. He continued to teach about Jesus. Uh, the tortures were, were fairly uh, severe. One of the known tortures that Tiridates had for Gregory was that they uh, put nails in the bottom of Gregory's feet and then tied his hands up with a rope to a horse and they made Gregory run. Yeah, men can be extremely wicked. One day, someone told, uh, after each torture, Gregory kept the faith and he continued to teach them about Jesus. He, he would not abandon his Savior. Then one day, someone told Tiridates that... Someone found out and told Tiridates that this Gregory uh, is the son of Anak, the man who killed your father. Tiridates had Gregory's hands and feet bound and tossed into a black pit under the city Artashat. He left Gregory there to die and to be forgotten. So some of you may know, but in the ancient world, um, they didn't. They did have prisons, but one of the means in which they got rid of criminals was there were these big pits <laughs> in cities in the ground, uh, big holes, and they would toss them into the hole and let them die that way. And so Gregory was thrown down into one of these big holes to die and to be forgotten. Tiridates went on being a brutal king, fighting the Persians, but Gregory did not die. He was down in that hole for 13 years. This is starting to sound like, like a movie, uh, more fantastic than real, but Gregory was lived in that dark hole for 13 years among other prisoners. More men were tossed in the hole, and they, of course, ended up dying. There were snakes and scorpions and all sorts of nasties down there. But the way that he lived was that there was a widow in the city who every day baked one loaf of bread uh, and threw it down the pit. And this is what kept Gregory and the others alive. So just one loaf of bread tossed in the pit with all of these criminals, and it sustained Gregory. Meanwhile, uh, over in Rome, Diocletian was now the emperor, and he wanted, he wanted this nun from a convent to be his wife because she was one of the most beautiful women renowned for her beauty. And the nuns knew that uh, Diocletian was coming to take her and force her to be his wife, so they packed her up and they ran off to a far-off country named Armenia. Diocletian, the emperor, asked Tiridates to catch this woman for him, and 
he said, uh, catch her for me, you know, buddy, buddy, you're a king, I'm an emperor, and send this woman back to me, I want to marry her, because she is the most beautiful woman in all the empire. Tiridates did find her, and he did capture her, and he brought the beautiful nun, uh, Ripsime, into his own courtroom. Apparently, she was too beautiful to let go. He wanted her as a wife, and he took her by force. And the story goes that she fought back, and she ended up beating him. <laughs> I don't know if she grabbed like a candlestick or whatnot, but she ended up beating him. And so word got around that Tiridates got beaten up by a little Christian woman, a Christian nun. She escaped the palace and ran to the hills outside of the city. He sent the soldiers out to catch her. Uh, he wanted her to come back, but the soldiers caught her, tortured her, and killed her and, uh, and any of the other Christians that they could find. They left their bodies unburied. Their total were 37 nuns and some other Christians from the city were martyred that day. But Tiridates was troubled by all of this. It began to break his conscience, as it will do when you are putting innocent people to death. And he began to act like a wild boar, walking on all fours and grunting and eating weeds, in, perhaps in memory of Nebuchadnezzar, acting like a beast of the field. Tiridate's sister, at the same uh, time that all this was going on, had a dream, uh, and an angel told her to go to Artashat and to find a man in a pit named Gregory, and he can come out of that pit, rescue him from the pit, and bring him back to the city, and he can cast the demons out of Tiridates. But no one, of course, believed that Gregory could possibly still be alive. That was 13 years ago. A prince named Ate decided to go and see. He went to Artashat. And he threw a rope down the pit and he said, Gregory, if you're down there, come on out. The God whom you worship has commanded that you be brought out of the pit. A hand in the dark, of course, grabbed the rope and shook it. <laughs> Gregory was still alive. They hauled Gregory out. They cleaned him up. They clothed him. And they brought him back to the city, Balarshapat, where Tiridates was rooting around in the mud with a herd of pigs. When Tiridates saw Gregory, he ran at him and began biting his own flesh. Gregory prayed to God, and Tiridates' demons left him. Gregory then asked, when Tiridates was in his right mind, to see the bodies of the martyrs. So he went out outside the city and showed them where all of these Christians were killed. He cared for their bodies, and he prayed. He cared for them, buried them. And he prayed to God that the Armenians might be converted and find a way to repentance. In the morning, Tiridates came to Gregory, and Gregory uh, and Tiridates said to Gregory, Forgive us all the evil that we have committed against you, and beg your God on our behalf that we perish not. This is sort of like a Nineveh experience here. And Gregory then spent two months teaching them, uh, Tiridates and his royal court and the city, all about the gospel and Jesus as Lord of Lords. And beginning with the royal house of Tiridates, Armenia was being converted to Christ. In Persia at this time, while um, at this time, Constantine was the emperor over in Rome. And in Persia at this time, Shapur II uh, was the emperor. And because he did not like Constantine, he began persecuting Christians in the Persian Empire. Um, this is a little less well-known history, but in the Persian Empire, because Shapur II despised Constantine, 
to get at Constantine, he decided to persecute Christians, and more than 16,000 16, Christians died by the end of the 5th century. Uh, but Gregory kept teaching in Armenia, and he became known as Gregory the Illuminator, uh, the one who brings light, which of course he did. Uh, the pagan temples were torn down, and King Tiridates went to Artashat, and he tore down the temple of Anahit and destroyed it. So the very same pagan temple that Gregory refused to worship at in the beginning of this is the same pagan temple that the repentant Tiridates tore down and built a church upon. Uh, King Tiridates built many churches, and at one church he built, decided to build a tomb for the 37 nuns and the other Christian martyrs that he had previously left exposed. So the bodies were, were uh, brought to a churchyard and buried there. Gregory was eventually made the bishop, made the bishop, made a bishop by the church. So he was a bishop in Armenia. Um, and one historian writes that the whole land was converted with all of their hearts. They were assiduous in fasting and in service and in the fear of God. Um, Gregory baptized Tiridates and all those in his household at the river Euphrates. Armenia became the first nation to claim to be a Christian nation in subjection to Jesus Christ. Gregory ended up uh, dying in 325 AD, uh, and where they buried him, they erected another church atop his tomb. Tiridates died as a martyr when a pagan in his court poisoned him for being a Christian and for making Christian laws. This man in his court despised him for being a Christian and poisoned him. The Persians were not happy about a Christian nation on their border in, and in their empire, and soon there would be war. One Christian nation against an entire Persian empire. That is a story for another day. Thank you for listening to the Barbar, Parbar podcast, our church history short lesson on Armenia. Mm -hmm.